Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV podcast. Today, episode 29, we are joined by none other than friend of Newcastle Fans TV, uh, Mr. Clinton Ford, Fordy. So, if you've not experienced Fordy before, you're in for a treat. Very lively, very enthusiastic, and he's very opinionated, isn't he, Johnny? He is very opinionated. Um... Obviously, roles reversal as Sam is doing the introduction for this lovely podcast, um, and he's doing a great job so far. Um, That's not patronising, <laughs> but yes, he is very controversial. As uh, Clinton Ford, I've known Fordy for a number of years now, um, and his views on Newcastle are polarising. You, you could either agree or disagree with it, but you're going to be entertained nevertheless. Do remember, of course, this podcast is sponsored by Beer52. For all your beer needs, head on over to beer52.com forward slash NFTV and get your introductory case for just the price of postage, £5.95. Johnny, you've moved into a new house this week. I have. I've got my own little flat now. Oh, it's a flat. I thought it was a house. No, 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 no. You're the one with the house. Uh, okay. Um, have you been f- buying furnishings for it? Have you bought um, dishwashers, fridge freezers, <laughs> televisions? What have you been? What, what have well, you I've been got, buying? White goods. Well, I've got, <laughs> I've got television. I've got washing machine. Not fancy. Um, how, to... how big? Very well. How big's the television? What have you dropped? Just a TV remote. Um, fifty inch. Fifty inch TV. Um, no, it was on offer. Um, now, 50-inch TV, I've got my washing machine, I've got... What energy rating there. is the washing machine? I don't know, Sam. I don't know. How many, how many spins per minute does it achieve? I, I don't know. I These don't are the know. things you need to know about now you're a homeowner. Mate, I bet I'll probably... If I use the washing machine more than once a week, I'll be amazed. Jesus Christ, we do two cycles a day. Yeah, but you've got four people living in that house. It's just me. So. Yeah. Be all right, but um, it's been it's been it's it's been a bit hectic. But obviously, I'm off I'm off work for two weeks now, so we're trying to do as many podcasts as we can and try to juggle fixing a new flat. So I'm getting there with it, um, but I think getting more guests on this will, is a good distraction, shall we say? Absolutely, and as you are good enough to uh, be listening to this podcast, if you're listening on iTunes, please drop a lovely five-star review, oh, and if you want to write something nice, please do, but you, you don't, I'm not going to hold it against you if you don't, but just make sure you click that five-star button, as 21 people now already have. So, as we get into this week's podcast with Roots TVs, and a really enlightening discussion about all things grassroots football... Black Lives Matter, and of course, Newcastle United. It's none other than Mr. Clinton Ford, Fordy, on the Greenwood. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulder show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Alongside Sam Muller and myself, Jonathan Greenwood, we have the man, the myth, the legend, is Clinton Ford. Fordy, welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> wow, man, the myth, the legend. Love it, love it. I had to change it last minute because we've just been talking off air about the introduction that a certain Mr. Lawler kind of expected. <laughs> so I had to change it up very last minute, but we're full of surprises here, Forty. Full of surprises. Now, thanks for having me on. And again, to hear that I'm number 29. I mean, it's taking you 29 people to get to me. Wow. Well, we're, we're struggling after episode 28, weren't we, sir? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, because we have difficulty booking people. But um, yeah, you've got, you've got, you're following George Culkin, who is number twenty-eight. So no pressure. Ah, that's all right. It's only George. You know what I mean? I mean, George. <laughs> listen, George was watching me on screen. You know what I mean? In a film, just, just putting it out there. So, you know. Very true. Yeah. for people that probably don't know you, how do you think people know you? Whoa, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you've been that's what you get here. We're kind of a big deal. Those, you've been practicing on those previous 28, you know. You've been practicing. I like that. How do people know me? Um, just being a Newcastle fan, really. Obviously, been around when Newcastle fans TV was Lee Lawler HD. Yeah, that's how exactly. long it was. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Where was that really gonna go? Come on, come on. Um, but yeah, probably been around that. Just been doing it for a while. That was when I had no hair. I was like, this. now I've got all this bad boy. Oh my god! Oh, oh, oh! Is it over yet? Is it done? No. Oh, yeah, it's hurting me. Oh, yeah. That was just to prove to all my haters that I can grow hair. And no, it's not bought. It's mine. It's real. Look at yeah. it. Where'd you get it from, Paulie? Because I, I think mine's gone the opposite. Because I think when I first met you, I had hair. And I was just kind of coming the way up. It was just across the past. I stole it from Johnny. I stole it from I ironed it out and all the rest of it. And yeah. Um, yeah, going back to my, my younger days when I had hair. But um, yeah, that's probably where, that's where probably people know me from. Can I just ask as well? Is there an echo on this? Not, not from my end. I don't know if I your end. I can hear a little bit of echo on your end, Fordy, but you know it's fine. Yeah, I'm just wondering where that's come from. But anyway, um, yeah, to answer the question. That's where people probably know me from. From there, just doing a little fan camp. Oh, and during the um, the championship season as well, home and away, kind of like the soap. Doing the fan camps all around the grounds, that sort of stuff there. That's what we're trying to get to, yeah. And then, yeah, the full head start, which I'm not going to forgive you for, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've then. got more. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Go on, but, but, Sam, obviously, you've only known the channel for about 18 months, two years, just from watching and obviously being involved. Fan yeah. cams for Newcastle fans TV in particular was a big, big thing. And Fordy was always quite outspoken about Newcastle United and when we had him on, it was always an interesting debate about a certain issue, a certain topic. He was never silent. When you look back now, Sam, do you think we kind of missed that a little bit in some aspects? Um, possibly. I mean, my first experience, well, the first time I experienced Ford, he was outside Villa Park last season when um, he had no hair. And he just won an award, I believe. Was that was it around that time? I don't know. Award-winning movie? St- I don't know. But, um, yeah... <laughs> The first so time I, I know, I know. It's just, it's. I mean, that's your cross, and you have to bear it, being so talented, obviously. But um, yeah, it was, it was a case of um, I hate John Joe Shelby. I hate that this player's rubbish. This player's rubbish. This player's rubbish. And and of course, the next game we drew two two with Man City with John Joe Shelby scoring the equaliser. So <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 definitely you, you definitely get passion with Fordy, but sometimes it can be a, a little misplaced, isn't it? I remember around this time last year, the three of us were stood outside the Hawthorns, and we were giving you a bit of jip because you'd been slagging off Miguel Moron. I mean, that's not stood the test of time, has it? I mean, look, even a broken clock right twice, isn't it? Let's face it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, 
I have been, in fact, I was listening to, I'm not going to shout them out because they are a rival to yours, but I was listening to a certain podcast the other day, yesterday, in fact, who was saying the same similar things to me. You had a professional player on and they're talking about Miguel Miron. So if they can say it, then I can say it too. But listen, I'm happy to be proven wrong about Miguel Miron. I actually do want him to come good because I am a fan, but I do sometimes feel like the efforts can be placed better rather than just running around here, there and everywhere. Isn't that right, Johnny? No comments. Phil <laughs> um, <laughs> Fordy, going back on to you, um, Roots TV. Now, yeah. I'm speaking to Mr. Lawler again. He was pushing you and pushing you to get involved and do this sort of stuff. For anyone that doesn't know what Roots TV is and what it's all about, what is it? I've got a shout-out to Lee as well for that. Because, again, yes, me and him do speak a lot offline. Um, I've, For me, I procrastinate a lot about ideas. Um, I think about it, think about it, think about it, and then think about it some more. And I speak to everyone about, should I do it? And then I end up doing it anyway. So this idea has been brewing in the pipeline for about two and a half years now, or been going for two and a half years, probably even longer. Um, and it's just basically reporting on grassroots football, like being a hub of it. So it all started off of like back when I was working for BBC. Um, I was doing stuff in the Premier League, and you know how boring the Premier League can get sometimes. You know, I only watch Newcastle games. Outside of that, I don't really care who's playing. But I always felt like there should be more done around grassroots football, whether it be talking about you know how much money there should be pumped into it, facilities, um, just issues in general. Uh, and there's loads of good stories. I mean, look at look at our team, for example. How many people have come from grassroots football? Look at Wolves and Boys Club. How many new Pass United players have come through that club? You're talking like to Shearer, Al God, do you know what I mean? So I don't feel like those sort of players, although those sort of clubs, shall I say, get the respect that they deserve. And I wanted to be like a hub of that. And obviously there's other places that do that, but I just wanted to do it myself. So long story short, I know it's kind of long anyway. I just wanted to do that. And then lo and behold, here I am two and a half years later. And that's what I won an award for. I worked with VFA off the back of it. I've managed to go to the new camp and, and do stuff off the back of that. So it's done all right. You know what I mean? It's done all right. Um, so, yeah. To be fair, Sam, not many people touch about the grassroots side of things. And especially at the minute, there's not as much funding as they, uh, as that had. Well, I say the funding's probably, it's got up and down, but you've got, if you get people more like 40 who can say, right, this needs to be done because of X, Y, and Z, it's only going to go one way. Yeah, I mean, it's a great um, issue to kind of highlight and focus on because it's so important. I mean, if you look at the players now that have come from the lower leagues and not scouted from Europe, and that's going to be a continuous thing now because of Brexit and the difficulty attaining work permits for young players and this, that and the other, clubs are going to have to start looking at lower leagues. So grassroots obviously needs investment and it needs love and care, which it hasn't always got. What's the deal with Robbie Savage, Fordy? Because I've been hearing mixed things about him. He, isn't he keen on grassroots football, but isn't he um, not doing it as well as he could? Look, I'm sure his intentions are in the right place. Sometimes, most of the time. Um, I mean, he's recently come out with some, well, not even some, his Savage Foundation, obviously named after him, where he's looking to, you know, give young people all around the Macquarie area, because obviously that's what the team is working for now, free football, obviously, when it comes back. Um, but recently, he was under some sort of scrutiny uh, because, obviously, the club that he's representing, Macclesfield, had some sort of 
for want of a better word, an academy school where it was looking to get people from abroad to give them a taste of what life is like in football. But they were charging £8,000 for the pleasure of it. And yes, exactly. So to come out with a scheme like that, again, during this time period as well, where money's very, very tight, but also charging £8,000. And his only comeback was, it's non-grassroots. Well, I'm sorry, it's not non-grassroots when you're looking to get people that are not involved in a professional team. Because I think his way of seeing things of grassroots is just juniors, which is completely wrong. If you're playing at goals, if you're playing at power league, that's grassroots. If you're playing Sunday league, if you're playing vet football, that's grassroots. If it's just to kick around with your friends, whether it's in the Sunday league, Saturday league, and it's non-competitive, or if competitive, sorry, and it's not paid for, that's grassroots. So I think his way of seeing grassroots and what actually is grassroots is different. But to charge £8,000 for the pleasure of doing it, and no disrespect, but for Macclesfield, I could understand if it's Manchester United, maybe, but I would need something more than just, oh, get a chance to play in Macclesfield. Like, sample it. You're not even guaranteed first few points on And you're definitely not getting paid £8,000 a week at, at Macclesfield. Yes. Anyway, yeah. You'd be lucky to get £8,000 a week in League One. Exactly. <laughs> like, unless you're... Unless you're a big size club in League One, you're, you're not getting you're not getting eight thousand pounds a week. So that's just it's ridiculous that I have to say. That is true what you're saying for you. That is it's absolutely ridiculous that is. But it's obviously something that's close to your heart. And wh- where do you see Roots TV going from now, say next two to five years, something like that? Um well it all depends on what happens after the lockdown period because I'm hearing rumours about, you know, they're, they're going to stop, you know, step three and below and turn that into grassroots football, which has previously been non-league football where people get paid or all the rest of it. So that could be affected. But on the plus side, you're seeing all of these, like, online's ever-growing. You know that, I know that, you know, YouTube's ever-growing. So you're seeing the rise of all these YouTube teams, whether it be Eskathons, Rising Ballers, like all of these teams are getting bigger views than some League One teams, in fact. So I can see that growing off the of YouTube and all the rest of it. Um, and me covering that's going to help that obviously flourish as well. I'd probably see itself as just kind of work with brands as well. So like working with the likes of, you know, the FA or even local county FA or work with the likes of your Nikes, Adidas and all the rest of it and hopefully giving back. I'm seeing some campaigns where, you know, you might get, I don't know, a rush for come back to a local team in, in Manchester and all the rest of it. Sorry, I'm just reading. <laughs> Ricky Townsend said he loves Jacob Murphy. He saw Fordy for the first time on the channel, slagging him off. I loved it. To be honest with you, Fordy, we've all been there and done that, haven't we, Sam? We've all slagged off Jacob Murphy. At times. Yeah, name a player I haven't slagged off at Newcastle. Come on, let's let's face it. Let's 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 face it. Dubravka. Um, I'm sure he probably had a moment or two, but listen, he's probably yeah. one of the least. Probably one of the least. Um, yeah, just working with fans. And um, yeah, just hopefully highlighting more teams that deserve the coverage. That's, that's part of the reason why I started in the first place, anyway. You've not been doing that as well, uh, just that though, Fordy. I've seen you, you know, working away, and you've had some pretty nice guests on lately, and you've announced one today as well. So uh, you've had Emil Heskey on, yeah, and haven't, and haven't you got an England international coming on your channel very, very soon? Oh, just, um, I don't know if you know him, a guy called Trevor, Trevor Fontaine, I don't know if you know him. No, no, no. Oh, he, he, did, he did some, like, overhead kick, like, years <laughs> ago. 
Um, I think he might have been played for England as well. Um, Man City, just, I don't, I don't know. Chelsea's there anyway. He's coming on this Friday, so hopefully check that out as well. Might, might know. I don't know. But, 2002 um, World Cup, he was immense. Yeah. He, he, did, he did a bit. He did a bit. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I remember being at primary school watching that World Cup, and it was just like, I always remember when you, um, like it was, it was the world, it was the quarterfinal against Brazil, and it was like seven or forty-five in the morning kickoff, yeah. and all, we were all literally like like about watching it in the um, in this like the hall, the Sandy Hall, watching it in Saint Mary's School and color codes. If anybody knows where that is, watching, but it was just it was just so strange, it was just so surreal. But you always thought it was that good, like that we could take on Brazil, and you know I actually thought when Owen scored, I thought we were actually going to win the World Cup. The similar similar feeling when. Trippier scored that free kick against Croatia. You just think, oh my God, this is the time. This is the moment I'm actually going to do it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, to get, make sure you give that a watch again. Uh, if you're watching, go to Roots TV and give that a subscribe as well. Um, but another channel that you're big about is called Geordie's Down South. And I feel like this is a, a common theme, Sam, that we're talking about Newcastle fans that are not effectively from, let's say, the NE area or the Newcastle area in particular. Because Guilty. Guilty, yeah, but we're all talking. It's been mentioned before post goes in this channel. I'm not going to go back into that, but Sam, it's so important to get so many Newcastle fans on board, regardless if you're from Newcastle, London, Birmingham, wherever. Just goes to show when all these pundits say, Oh, Newcastle are a big club in Newcastle. No, 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 Newcastle are a big club. Come on, they're, big, they're known everywhere. I've done some travelling across the world. I've been to 50 plus countries, and I kid you not, I've seen the majority of those countries, I've seen a black and white shirt in there. Like, we are big. Don't let these people fool you and all the rest of it think that we're only known in Gateshead and, 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 and Jasmine, and that's it. No. I've been to Australia, I've been to Asia, and all you got to do is cheer up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, <laughs> listen, we're known. We're known. Don't let these guys... We don't need to be playing in Europe to be known in, in the middle of nowhere, you know what I mean, in the Middle East or whatever. So that is just an absolute flaw. And again, let's face it, the best people around Newcastle are not even from Newcastle. Let's look. Look how much we worship Rafa Benitez. He's not even from Newcastle. Look at me. I'm not even from Newcastle. So, Sam, I think we just outnumber Johnny. And, um, yeah, best people Absolutely. that are to Newcastle. I know you're from Newcastle. I'm sorry, Johnny. Um, yeah, you had Shearer. Yeah, big whoop. <laughs> Terrible. I was going to tell these two ganging up on me. It just happens all the time. But, it's um, about time. It's about time. <laughs> but Johnny's down south. Like, I've been on the channel a couple of times and you've had... What? I know. Oh, oh, don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> Never ask me on Ever. We've had fun <laughs> here. The stand-up comedian Fumbio Matteo, who's a regular on uh, Geordie's Down South, but I'm never asked on Geordie's Down South. Thank you. The problem is, though, Paul, you just want you just want actual Newcastle fans that know what they're talking about. So obviously, you're not going to have Sam on anytime soon, are you? Wow! 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 wow. I, think, I think the comments since I've started on scoring the players will tell you otherwise. <laughs> to be fair, though, I could get my auntie and uncle to put comments on that on that every week. They don't have. They don't have YouTube. <laughs> Forty. Tell us about Jordy's down south. Why? Why did you start that? Yeah. Um, I think. I think this has probably come from another Lee Lawler um, conversation. So shout out to me once again because 
obviously I was doing um, for the mercy for, for a while, um, and then it kind of just I ran out of steam. Oh God, there we go. Alan <laughs> Maximum, look at that guy. <laughs> Absolute star signing. Get him in your FIFA teams or FBL teams, whatever you want. Um, yeah, I've been, I was doing for the mercy for a while now. So I'm gonna get you back. Don't you worry. And that's that's. Yeah. Let's push back another week now that you're not coming on. <laughs> um, yeah, running, doing that for a while, just running out of steam, getting involved. And I think Lee just suggested, you know what, I'll be getting more people involved with all the rest of it. There you go. See, John knows. Keegan and Robson are from the end. You know what I'm saying? Talking about, oh, you've got to be from Newcastle. Blah, blah, blah. Listen, the best people are not even from Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from Mike Ashley, but anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can all agree on that one, yeah. but yeah, I just wanted to get more like minded people that are not from Newcastle, um, on there. And you know, um, one of the one of the people that me and me know mutual just kind of reached out and put me in a group chat and before you know it. I was like, I met all these people that are oh, from London, are oh, from Burger, I'm from Leicester. I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't even know you people existed because. I've lived in Newcastle, I've gone to away games, home games, all the rest of it. I didn't see you there. And yeah, just before you know it, slowly started to get some of them on screen and all the rest of it. And then obviously the, the main stage, as you've probably seen, is, is Pete um, and obviously Thumbi as well. And then we just, yeah, we just talk about the things that you guys talk about, but just, you know, coming from where we're coming from. Because I always remember like going to... I think my first home game because I left it late because you know being from London was the Newcastle game against Aston Villa where Loke Remy scored the winner, and oh, I remember okay. that, I remember that that whole trip as if it was yesterday because I had to do the overnight by mega bus because I was just broke. <laughs> Did the mega bus? I left eleven o'clock at night the night before. Uh, arrived in Newcastle at four in the morning. Stayed in the hostel because again I was broke. Um, <laughs> I let in. Woke up about seven or eight, and then I wanted to explore Newcastle. I love to just see everything else. Got to the game, had my ticket, and I thought I've come all this way for a nil-nil because he scored like the last sort of dying minute of the game. So like, oh, this is dead. And then obviously, like Remy scored, sitting it right in front of it, boom. And I was like, yeah, it was worth the eleven-hour coach trip, three or four hours of sleep, um, and then obviously the eleven-hour coach trip back as well. So. Yeah, fun time. So, but people like that, obviously, on the channel can kind of relate to that. So, yeah. you guys who are born up in Newcastle, don't underestimate the people that have to travel across just to get to Newcastle to watch the game. You guys have it easy. Roll out of bed, 10 minutes away from the stadium, boom, you're there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I can relate totally to that. Yet, um, yet you have Johnny on your channel and not me. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I do remember because um, the 5-1 the Sunderland game, that was um, – I, I was there for that with um, my now wife, which was – I mean, it's like nearly – it's like 10 and a half years ago since that 5-1. Um, but I was working at a golf club at the time and they moved kickoff from 4 p.m. to midday. It was midday or half 12. So I had to get up then at half past four to go and cut the greens before I set off to come up to the game. Wow. Uh, I mean, it was totally worth it in the end because, you know, it was the best game ever. But, yeah, no, completely relate. But I wouldn't stay in a hostel, though. I've got a car. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. He might have a car, but he's got a mansion and he's got two. He's got an East Swing and a West Swing forty, so don't worry about that. All right, there we go. No, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love a big house, but um, can't afford a big one. So yeah, this will do. He's got to get a mansion instead. Um, <laughs> anyway, the YouTube scene forwarding obviously over the, over times has changed dramatically. Like I've been watching Newcastle YouTube. What, what, what yeah, we're on twenty twenty one. Probably for maybe four and a half years, maybe just after Newcastle fans TV rebranded essentially. And obviously, we've seen so many different channels now. Do you think the actual YouTube scene is as strong as it's ever been? Do you think it's a good level? Do you think there's too many? Do you think that um, it's only going to get better? Where, where do you evaluate it right now? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one because, again, going back to when me and me first died around about the same time. There was only me and him, and go on, I feel for Lee. He was getting pelters, I was getting pelters. You know, some was over the line, you know, you can imagine. Um, I think I even screenshotted a few of them and put them on my old Twitter before that got down anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice now to see, you know, things grow. I always feel like, and it's no respect to me, but things take a while to kind of get up there. You know what I mean? Like in London, this was happening a while back. Like AFTV was going on and I tried to get onto like the whole wave. And then I even got told that I was, oh, trying to be Robbie, but the Geordie version. I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, seems to work. And then fast forward, like you said, you've got all these channels popping up that half of them were probably taking the piss out of me in the first place, let's face it. Um, but again, at least there's variety for all now. Um, I'm glad to see that there's more female presenters getting bored now, um, which is also good because for a while there was hardly anyone. You know, you might get someone that might dip in and out for a little bit, but now there's more content. Um, so there's more groups. And what I would like to see as well is more groups working together. So let's say, for example, a new Fans TV and a Magpie channel. There's nothing stopping that from happening because they're just two sets of fans working together. Um, you know what I mean? I know, you know, I jump on your channel loads of times. Johnny does, does, but Sam doesn't, obviously. Um, but... But, you know what I mean? I would like to see more more fans working together, because, again, we're called Newcastle United. The name, the hint is in the name. United. Yeah. We meant United, yet, yeah. oh, I don't like that person because that person does that. No, listen, we live in, we live in Newcastle, the majority of you. And it's too small to be like being with each other. Let's face it. So again, you're just still going to see each other at the game. So what's all the hostility for? We're here to support one team. As I said, the hint is in the name. So it's it's healthy, but at the same time, we still would like more people to work together. Well said. Well said, Forty. Um, Sam, I think another person that we have on the channel, Michael Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, to me and Forty and to yourself, and we've had him on the channel before on the Greenwood and the show. And him and Forty have actually got a very, very good relationship with the skits oh, that yeah. they do. And um, I actually spoke to Ramsey in the last last twenty four hours about uh, Mister Ford, um, <laughs> talking all things um, like in the next next twelve months essentially. And the ideas they've got for 2021, when everything gets a bit more normal, are, are really, really good. Um, but do you like the combination of the pair of them from what you see? Um, well, I didn't see a thing until we had Ramsey on the, on the show because, as you well know, um, my experience and my knowledge of YouTube is next to zero. I mean, how long have I been on NFTV now? Uh, just, over just, over a, 
just over a year. So I've been watching Football YouTube for about 13 months then. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, I, I've, I've seen some of the skits. I absolutely love them. Um, this this YouTube world is absolutely crackers to me because Ramsey wouldn't release his tax bracket, would he? <laughs> I, th I think his tax bracket is uh, in the upper echelons of um, what the likes of uh, me and you, Johnny, will ever achieve unless Spotify oh, come in with 100 million. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's great stuff. I can't wait to see what they come up with when all this crap is over and we've all got we've all had jabs in our arm. Look, that guy is a talented guy. Like, yeah. I love him. He's a very talented guy. I've known him since when I moved up to Newcastle with him at uni, uh, what, five, six years ago? And ever since then, we've just kept in contact. And the amount of sketches we've done together, we've done that Newcastle one. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, he's had me playing so many different players uh, from the likes of Strola to Ginio Guarnaldum to <laughs> I don't know like it, it's, it's funny it's kind of scary in a way like what goes through his head um, yeah. I don't know where he gets it from um, but yeah I'm just looking forward to it I'm itching literally I'm just like yo come on get this over and done with because when he's telling me he's got a full series a season of just sketches and yeah his I've literally just come off the back of obviously doing a live event and his following is crazy. Like, they, they crave for the Irish guy. They want his merch. They want his blood. They want yeah. his name. Like, this is crazy. But yeah, he's, he's such a funny guy, man. Genuinely funny guy. And we, we spoke before, haven't we, Ford, after we did a video one night and he, he we were saying he should have merch and he should have personalised scarves, T-shirt, the whole shebang. He, he's, he's really missing a trick. One day, one listen. I think the penny started to drop. One day he will listen to me. Like I keep saying to him, listen to me. Like I know I'm not on your level in terms of subscribers, but I'm, I'm a bit seasoned. You know what I mean? I can tell what's gonna work. And we talk about his stat bracket now. If he was to on all the yeah. ideas that we've given him, oh my god, he would have that mansion. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think uh, obviously we we I've picked him up before. I think it creative. His creative like mind is just off the charts, off the charts. I just there's certain things that you just wouldn't think of, and he's already like four steps ahead, which is, I just find absolutely like like staggering to be honest. But um, he mentioned the KSI one to me earlier today, forty. So uh, uh, I've already watched that one. I'll let I'll, I'll send a link to Sam on that one and see. I've seen it. I've seen it. He said, oh, he, said okay. he said he said that he said that was probably the best uh, forty moment was when he was KSI. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was um, that was a strange one. Like waking up at um, six a.m. in the morning to do a boxing scene, like in in somewhere in the back end of Newcastle somewhere. It was just typical, typical Michael. But again, at the same time, you know, I just sometimes have to trust him. I say sometimes because the guy likes to jump in rivers and lakes like it's nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> this guy's strange, but at the same time, genius, genius. Genius. Last thing before we talk about Newcastle right now, um, and I've noticed a subject very close to your heart, uh, Forty, is the racism debate yeah. in football. Um, obviously, there's been the Black Lives Matter uh, stance in the last, I think, well, nearly 12 months now. Goes, actually, maybe a bit, a bit less than that. I, mean, I think it might be about 10 months now, 10 months, obviously, since the, um, the, uh, obviously, since the Premier League return. You've obviously seen the, the knee. And to be honest with you, Forty, when you look at Newcastle United in terms of YouTube, 
apart from yourself and the lads and Jordies down south, there's not as there's, that's about it really in terms of yeah. black content, like black YouTubers in terms of Newcastle United. Now, you've been very vocal on your Twitter about all things racism, and I, I, me and Sam have spoken briefly about it, and we totally agree with your stance on everything in regards to this. But are we getting anywhere? Are we getting are we getting closer in terms of progress? <clears throat> with everything that's going on recently, or do you think we're still miles behind? Nah, we're miles behind, mate. We're miles behind. You only got to look at what happened last week. I mean, what was it? Ian, Ian Wright got abused by uh, a 17-year-old, 18-year-old from Belfast, and basically he got a slap on the wrist, effectively. Marcus Rashford, who's basically in everyone's children in the UK, but yet he's going to get racially abused. Axel Pantabi uh, got racially abused twice, I believe. Like, it's just, it's still happening. Do you know what I mean? So, People, people were like, oh, I'm sick of hearing about it and all the rest of it now. But at the same time, like, we're sick of talking about it. Do you know what I'm saying? So which one is it? I mean, I can only go by what I've experienced. And, you know, part of the reason why I started joining myself is, like you said, it's like me from BP are the only black YouTubers that I see. That's what, so, so, that's what I was trying to refer to without completely saying it. But, like, when I go to games, I look around and I'm like... Like, it's just me. Like, luckily, most of Geordies are friendly. And luckily, I said, I said mostly. Because I remember there was one incident, and I'll talk about it again. It was um, the Derby, Newcastle Tunnel, obviously. You're going to get a ticket. Mitrovic scored the equaliser. It was that one. And I was underneath, I think it's the a, a time bar, underneath the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and I remember Sissoko was messing up, and like Sissoko does. And there was just one guy... And he was just shouting abuse, shouting abuse. Obviously, he's had a few too many. And then, lo and behold, I was waiting for it, and it said, Black, see you next Tuesday. And yeah, and then the security guard, um, <laughs> the, the black, the black, sorry, the security guard said nothing, nothing, nada. And he did, I just looked at him, was like, is this to say you're not going to do anything? Nothing. So I've seen it, it happens at my club, it happens at other clubs. No other, no clubs exempt from doing it. We might point things at, at Chelsea, for example. You know, they've had history with it, but no club is better than any other. Um, and you've only got to see other campaigns, whether it be racism, whether it be homophobia, it's all the same, you know what I mean? So, and I don't think we're any open to doing anything about it. I would like to... Apologies about that. <laughs> um, I just said... Massive noise. I don't know where it's coming from. Apologies. What were you saying? Just we'll get that. What did you say again? On that yeah, I was just saying that. Obviously, our club's progressive, though. Um, if yeah. you look at like, in terms of racism in football, like in terms of management, we've had the most black managers uh, with Hutton and Hillett, and that's again, it's not a lot, but it's more than any other club. We've got Newcastle United who plays in black and white. We've got a captain of mixed heritage. Um, we've got a lot of black players on our team. So again, we're, we're a very multicultural club. I would just like to see that reflected in the fan base because even when you look at sort of advertisements, you always see that advert with the guy with the big belly out and you see across the top. Or you see the guy going, oh, okay, what happened to the black guy with the afro or, you know, the Asian guy? Because again, there's a big Asian population in Newcastle as well. There's an Irish population as well. Like, let's, come on, let's start, let's start reflecting that in our fan base because if you, if you were just to send off those adverts alone, you'd think, okay, Newcastle, pure white city, but I've lived up there for a couple of years, got up there regularly. It's not. I mean, it is majority, but it's still like the pockets of other cultures. So 
I like to think that the club could do more to reflect that. So it's so it's so oh, it's just so depressing, isn't it? Of course, it's a wider issue. It's mm. so depressing. The the, the the you read these things almost on a multiple weekly occurrence. You just think, when are people just going to grow the fuck up? Because I believe most of these problems in the world are just thick people with a temper. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's just... I'm on their hands as well. I'm just hoping, I'm hoping, I don't want to jinx it, touch things happen, but I don't want one of our black players to mess up and concede do an own goal or St. Maximum, for example, this is a penalty and then he's getting to be slight. That's the worst, that's the last thing. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, like, if we do it club by club and each one does the bit, then they could eradicate it. You know what I mean? And it's down to a lot of these social channels as well. Instagram are, are to blame as much as Twitter and all the rest of it. They could do more. Because, again, they can, can ban you from um, posting one of their goals quicker than they can ban someone who does racial abuse. But I, or, I, a gif. or a gif of Callum Wilson. You know what I'm saying? We're all party to that. Do you know what I mean? I've had a Twitter account banned for posting a goal. I'm not let you explain your bit, but again, we've been banned. But yeah, you can't ban these people that are basically abusing our players. Mad. Yeah. It's just terrible, isn't it? Go on, Sam. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we lost ours because we posted a gif of Callum Wilson celebrating crackers. Mad. Hopefully, hopefully, we should um, have that back in a week or so. Though. But what's it going to take for these companies, these social media outlets? What's it going to take? It, it doesn't bear thinking about. It. It's scary. I don't know why they're waiting. I don't know why what they're waiting for. Look, I think I think you just kind of need to force the hand. Like, if it means doing a multiple ban, and, and I know it won't happen, but everyone came off their social platforms or they, they took a significant dip, then they'd be like, oh, sorry, 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 we'll sort it out. Do you know what I mean? So you shouldn't have to take that, but sometimes extreme measures are needed to sort these things out. Hmm. Last question on this subject before we talk about Newcastle. Hmm. Do you think there will be, in your view, uh, for the, an end game or an end goal to this? Do you think that we'll, that they will, we will come out with the side in the racism battle? Nah, because it's been going for years, bro. Like, you only got to look at John Barnes when he kicks off a banana off a pitch. And then you had Aubameyang not too long ago kicking off a banana off a pitch. So if it couldn't have been sorted back then, like, what over has it got now? Do you know what I mean? Like, now people have got more access to do more stuff. Like, it was kind of back then outside out of mind. Yeah, they were turned up to grounds, but now People don't even need to be out of crowds. All they have to do, yeah, yeah, I get that. They should do that. But again, why have they brought in ID? Why, when you sign up to a Twitter account or an Instagram account, you put in your back, not even your back details, but your, your, I don't know, national insurance number and all the rest of it. And then, okay, cool. If you do that, there's a, that sort of file will come to your door and that's it. Because it's hate crime, end of the day. No, if you did that to, I don't know, the Queen or whatever, Boom, you're getting locked up inside. You're facing X, Y, Z, fine. So, why is it any different for us? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. well said. Well said, Cordy. Right, let's talk about Newcastle and its current day. Steve, Bruce, Steve Bruce has uh, done all right the last few games, hasn't he, Cordy? Uh, two wins in these last four games against Southampton. Everton, obviously, defeats the Palace and Leeds. Not great, but Newcastle are just. We're quite comfortable away from that relegation battle at the minute. That obviously couldn't change with the fact we've got Chelsea and Manchester United away in the next two games. But overall, how have you rated Newcastle so far this season? Uh, I mean, look, best addition that we've had this season is Graham Jones. Mate. So, um, <laughs> shout out to Graham Jones and his um, and his assistant Steve Bruce. 
There you go. Look, Graham Jones leading the pack. Um, and is that his mugger or nothing? Attempting trying to mug him or at least rob him from his tactics? I mean, look, <laughs> in all seriousness, um, if Cops and Turby has every Newcastle United season, it's it. Um, God knows what Steve Bruce has been doing for the past 18 months or so because Graham Jones is basically come in now and you can even just see the way we're playing. I'm not saying it's, it's Keegan-esque or even Pardew-esque, but it just looks better. It looks better, like, we're actually attacking. We're not, like, there's so many games that you can pull things from. Like, for example, the Sheffield United game, when they haven't won anything, and then they rock up against Newcastle. We're parking the bus against a team that hasn't won all season. Imagine that. We're putting two DMs against a team that's not won against this season. But then this estate agent, this solicitor, Graham Jones, where he's cut out of obscurity, comes and saves the day. And now he's thought to himself, hold on, we can change the formation, though. You know, you know they keep referring to this rapper guy, but you know you can actually do your own tactics, right? This is not like football manager when you send the assistant in. And lo and behold, he's, uh, he's actually changed the game. So, yeah, all power to him. I don't know if that answered the question. I'll just ramble on. Sometime. thing is, <laughs> I, I remember you slagging off Graham Jones before he came in, but now he's... Oh, he's in jokes, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, I, I, I believe you. I believe you. Thousands wouldn't, but I believe you. This, this whole Graham Jones thing makes me feel very uncomfortable because it's it's not all Graham Jones. I hate to burst everyone's bubble, but it's not. What? Pro- of course he's had influence. Of course he's had influence. Of course. Of course he has. But the thing is, good coaches and Phil... Johnny, you know, Sam's trying to get me hot right now. He's trying to get me, he's trying it, he's trying it. He's trying to say, yeah, yeah, you're reading me in. You're reading me in. Yeah, yeah, you've got a good one. Yeah. But it's not. The thing is, um, so, would we all agree the resurgence started the second half at Leeds? Last half an hour. Maybe, yeah, last half an hour, probably when he got the phone call and said, oh, by the way, there's a new guy called Graham at reception. Um, (laughs) You want to get it, Steve? Who's Graham? Graham? Oh, that's, um, Miggy, um, do that thing that you did at training when you were up front. What? So you don't want me to play defensive field no more? Oh, yeah, yeah, play further up the field, mate. Go on, go on. Graham, uh, Graham Jones wasn't involved in any, any part of the Leeds game. That's what I'm saying. He was at reception, waiting. Can you that come out of nowhere? He was still in a car just passing your house on the way up from Bournemouth. <laughs> but the Listen. thing is, I, the thing is, I do like that he's come in and I do like that it's been addressed and he needed fresh impetus otherwise he was on the one way street of losing his job and okay he's a failed manager at Luton but good coaches can be failed managers look look through history you've got the like of Brian Kidd Sir Alex's assistant and um, at Man City as well had a right pig's ear of a manager stint at Blackburn in the 90s didn't he same with John look at ourselves John Carver Brilliant coach with Sir Bobby, got a cracking reputation, but tried it at management, didn't work. Same with Sammy Lee's another one. There's loads and loads. You could reel off a massive list, but I I, I like him there. And it's nice to have fresh ideas because, you know, but I think it was just a case of Steve Bruce flicking through his formation encyclopedia and going, fuck it, we'll try this one this week. Do you you think Fordy back Graham Jones will be the next Newcastle United manager? No, that's a question. Um... Again, it doesn't excite me when I'm hearing Graham Jones. I've been given 
Look at look at the names that we've had over the years. Even the ones that have failed. We've had like Rude Bullet. And I know that didn't work out, but we've had Rude Bullet as manager. You know what I mean? We've had Sir Bobby Robson, God bless his soul. We have Kevin Keegan, Rafa Benitez, Graham Jones. Like, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Like, make it make sense. Like, you've got Steve Bruce as a manager and you're... And the PR job that he did was abysmal. The whole, he's one of us, okay? Then he tried to do the same with Ben Jones. He's one of us. I don't care. Going back to what we said earlier, you don't need to be from Newcastle to represent Newcastle. The best ones haven't. In terms of management, Johnny, I'm sorry to say, the best ones haven't. Where Bobby is as close as you're going to get. But he's from Durham. If you want to get technical about it. Oh, come on, that's so yeah. north East Clinton. <laughs> that ain't Newcastle. So again, get technical. Kevin Keegan, he weren't a Geordie. Uh, Rafa Benitez certainly was not a Geordie. Chris Hutton certainly was not a Geordie. So again, if we, if we want to get down that route, you don't have to be a Geordie to All I want to see in my club now, because I know we were talking about the team guys and all I want more than that. Sorry, I'm greedy. I want a bit more than that. I don't want to be waiting an hour and a half, two hours of my time to see my team get whooped by a team that's not won a game team that's just come up from the championship, a team that's struggling for a for, perform. For I want to see my team perform because I know what this team's capable of. Like, if you look at our team now and that the forward-thinking players that we've got, it's actually on par with some of the teams that we've had that have done bits over the years. Like, ASM, Ryan Fraser, Miguel Miron, Callum Wilson, like, those four names, who else have missed out? Um, Isaac Hayden in the centre there, Joe Willett now on loan. Like, that's a team that could do John Joe Shelby when he wants to turn up. That's a team that actually can do a bit. So the whole, uh, I want a team that tries, get all that, man. Like, they're paid to do more than try. They're, turned, they're paid to turn up and win. Or at least try more than win. Like, at least string some passes together. And it's capable of doing it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad fresh impetus has come in. I'm glad Graham Jones, if it is him. Because, again, the thing that's sort of to me is that he works with... Um, with Belgium, right? He worked alongside Martinez. Yeah. So the fact that he's worked alongside, alongside the likes of Lukaku and De Bruyne and all these players and Hazard to then come to us, then, yeah, it works for me. For you, a question that I think has been a bit of a debate amongst Newcastle fans in recent weeks, ever since Dubravka is now fit and available for selection, is who is Newcastle's number one? Mm. The reason why I ask this is because even though Carl Douglas had an excellent season and made some crucial saves against Southampton, there are still some people that want Martin Dubravka to start in goal for the next game against Chelsea. And I'm going to put What's myself, it? myself it? included. Myself included. I, I still think Dubravka is Newcastle's number one. Darlow's had a phenomenal season. We cannot take that away. Spoiler alert, we're having uh, Newcastle fans TV on, on, the light, on the main uh, channel tomorrow. Myself. Sam and Liam are going to be doing a half-turn report. Darwin, of course, is going to do well. But is he better than Dubravka forwardy? At the minute, I would still have Dubravka as my number one. Do you disagree? If we're talking about quality, I think Dubravka is still ahead. But, again, we can't excuse the fact that Darlow probably been um, our guy this season Second to maybe on Bear in mind, this time last year stood outside the Hawthorns, you were slagging off Carl Darlow saying we should sell him. Me? Yes, you. 
Listen, I think he was halfway out the door, to be honest. <laughs> Let's face yeah. it. <laughs> he was halfway out the door. I think he's I think we're trying to pitch him to Middlesbrough, I believe. Um so again, his his turnaround is, is been amazing. But now we're talking about he should be in your number one. Look, I think the Bradford is our number one. He is technically our number one. Uh, he's got the jersey for sure. But again, how can you just drop him? Like unless he comes out with an absolute clangor, and then you're like, okay. Take a seat, Splinter. You know, your job's done. Then what, what can you do? What? I know we've got two necessary free hits. So what? Then do you chuck in the grab going to say goodbye to Carlo? Or what, what do you go with? Like, because for me, then it kind of sends out the wrong message. Like, just because he's back doesn't mean... Like, imagine, look, Callum Wilson's out in a minute. White girl, imagine he comes in, hits the runner form, gets the winner against Man United, Chelsea, or whoever. Do we then just think, oh, okay, sit down, you know, you've done your bit, and that's it, or does that kind of warrant another place? I think it should warrant a little bit more, don't you? No? I mean, otherwise, what have you got to kind of fight for? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one, Sam, isn't it? Like, we, like we've made you both things to Brass, we should start, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm, the I'm reason why... I'm, com- I'm comfortable with the fact that Darla should remain the goalkeeper till the end of the season, then we can review it at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you stand on it? Um, like Mickey Townsend said in the, the comments, I mean, it's 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 not really an issue, but it is in a way because we know how Dubravka, how good he is, and he's sat on the bench. I mean, how we've played this season, it's a shame we can only have one goalkeeper because we haven't needed ten out on the pitch to do um, do next to fuck all. So <laughs> Dubravka. <laughs> because we need voices on the pitch and I, it always sticks in my head what we were talking about um, last week if you're listening to the podcast with um, George Colkin and we were saying just how quiet this Newcastle dressing room is away from Lascelles, Ritchie and Dubravka and after we went 2-1 down at Palace the other, the other week there was no real leadership on there to, to give everyone a kick up the backside because none of them three that we've just mentioned were on the pitch and it was all still a little bit quiet, especially with John Joe captain. Well, that's, I think that's another issue that needs addressing. Do we need, when the spells is out, do we still need John Joe Shelby as captain? Why is he, why is he go to... Who else is there? Fernandez sometimes gets it though, but I would be giving it to Mr. Isaac Scott Hayden. I think that's a very good shout, but I'm just saying. But you, but I think there's there's different types of leaders. I would say Hayden is more of a leader by example in terms of his performances on the pitch. Where we, when we talk about someone like a Richie, for example, it's more vocal. And so what's Shelby then? I, I think Shelby's probably a bit a bit more vocal. For the balance, isn't he? No, I think I, I would say he's more of a vocal leader. But is I think I think I, the, only, the one thing I would say about Sheldon is a defender. I think he wants to be captain. I think he wants that responsibility. I don't think there's many Newcastle fans, uh, Newcastle fans, Newcastle players, forty that are going. I want to be captain of this football club, bar the three that we've mentioned, bar and then there was you got John Joe Shelby. Of course, he's been in the club five or six years now. He's one of the longest serving players. Take away Paul Dummett, which I, I, I don't know. Do would you class Paul Dummett as a uh, as a, a vocal leader? There's not many that are proper screaming out at me, but. I, I, I think we've said this before on different videos. I think for, uh, I think Shelby plays better in the majority of games when he is captain forty. I don't know. I'm still struggling. Look, 
Barring that, again, going back to what a year ago when he that was his little purple patch, but barring that, when does he put a, to put together a run of good games? When? Because I, I can't remember it. He might have one good game. When? Man City last year, team James. <laughs> one game. <laughs> like now Almiron's coming to a consistent period. So now I'm I'm happy to just Shut up and like, yo, Amira's playing well now, chipping in with goals. He's not running around. He's, he's, he's assisting as well. That's what I want to see. Like, I'd rather give it to him than Shelby. I'm being honest. Do you know what I mean? So I want people that can either, like you said, lead by example um, or, or be vocal. But I don't even, obviously, I'm not there in the, in the stadium, but I don't see him as a, a, a screaming, shouting captain. You go there, you go there, the rest of it. Like, I want to see that from a captain. With the souls, I know I'm getting that. Yeah, his performances may not be up to standard, but at the same time, I know I'm getting that side of him. Isaac Hayden, I can see he's putting more on the quieter side, but at least when you've seen him, whether he's been playing right back, right wing back, centre half, everywhere. everywhere. Do you know what I mean? He's given his full. He's given you a solid eight out of ten. And that's what you want to see because let's face it, we all love that. We all love, you know, players that don't pull out of a challenge or you know what I mean? Or you can see them actually put it in the shit. That's the reason why we love Miggy so much. You just run tears there and everywhere. Do you know what I mean? You might not be going somewhere, but we love that sort of stuff. So for me, give it to people that warrant it, not just, oh, he's good because he's been here five or six years. But let's face it, the reason why he's probably been here five or six years is because no one can afford to pay for what he's on for five or six years. He's not on no chump change. Let's face it. Come on. No, it's just a well, this, no, this was, yeah, exactly. He's actually nearly as much as Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <hello. laughs> the thing is with Shelby, he was one of them panic boys, wasn't he? That January under McLaren, Townsend, uh, that window was full of panic boys. Just remember, no, we had a £20 million pound bid rejected for uh, Sido Berahino. No, I wouldn't Let's say that was a panic that. buy. I, saw, I, I, I'll go, but I don't think that was a panic buy of a window. I think when you look at the if, if I said to you in 2016, Sam, you're going to get Townsend, Shelby and Berahino at that time, I would have thought, yeah, very smart, very sensible, need a few... No, I completely things. disagree. I could, that was a panic buy because we already had Wijnaldum and Sissoko in centre midfield. So where was Shelby and Saive going to fit into that? And I'm, not say, I'm not saying all of them were brilliant, but I'm, say, I, I'm just saying... Oh, he's getting off on this. I know he knows this. Forty right, coming to this right, debate. Right, Come right. on. It's so not very debate. often me and Johnny disagree, but when we disagree, we, we are near fifty. We do disagree. Just, but... It's a really good job we live two hundred and thirty miles apart. And, uh, <laughs> you know why we like so shabby? We was longing for a replacement for Johan Kabai. We still not replaced him. We still not replaced him. Like, like I agree with you, Sam Parsley, because yeah, we had all those players in place, and if we could have made it work. We was trying to make a Wijnaldum, Perez, Phil V, and there's someone else midfield work, and it didn't Cold quite work. Cold, Cold, Cold back work, all in one midfielder. It wasn't working. Kind of similar to like England when we tried to put holes out on the left hand side. It just wasn't working. Uh, but yeah, we're trying to replace Kabai. We still haven't replaced that guy. We, we've tried with obviously Shelby, Marino as well back in the day. Who, sorry, Marino. Mikel Marino. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But we just go to show with stuff like that. Rafa wasn't, you know, Rafa dropped the bollock, dropped a bollock or two when it came to players as well. 
Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. mean, percent he did. 100% he did. Hey, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't like the way Tim Krull left the club. Lee, got, are you watching? He got the cold shoulder off Rafa, and I, 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 that made me feel very... I can only apologise for the on Sam's behalf on some of the things that he says. No, I love Rafa as much as the next man, but the same with managers. They don't get every decision correct, do they? I no, mean, but uh, Rafa gets more, got more right than he got wrong. But yeah, there's yeah. stuff like Tim Krull, the way he left. I mean, uh, he was all celebrating the other day when the star got, got let off the books because he's just been basically, he just got paid to be an influencer. Do you know what I mean? We got rid of the star finally, and he was on 40 bags a week. So mm. that's just one of Rafa's boys. Uh, we yeah. got to look at Matt Sells. Bloody hell. Yeah. When Matt we already Sells. had three goalkeepers. Already had three goalkeepers. Now, look, we finally got it right with the Brav Club, but that Matt Sells guy, oh, my days. That that was him. Yeah. He, um, he got a few wrong. I mean, we still haven't thought out the right-back situation. I mean, look, if we're going to get into this now, boy, that right-back right -back situation has been right for a while. I mean, we got rid of Yedlin, but, boy... Talk about roadrunners. He was top of the class on that, wasn't he? Yeah. He should run up and down. Fordy, I just want to see if you agree or disagree with the following statement. Are you okay. going to ask it correctly? Yeah. Emil, <laughs> Emil Kraft is the best defender at Newcastle in a back. Whoa, 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 whoa. No. No. So I just said, are you going to ask it correctly? You said yes, and then you completely fucked it up. <laughs> so, so hold on. So that was, that's not true, is it? Well, it is, because you just said he's the best defender, which he's obviously not, is he? I said he's so, the best, the best right back in the back four. No, you said defender. Did I say defender? Apologies. Best right back in the back four at Newcastle. Still wrong. <laughs> I still believe it's Mankio. Thank Me, you. Mankio's Just make top. a point. Emil Kraft was superb when he came on against Southampton. You can add that to your list of three games now. <laughs> three games he's had out of how long he's been here? Yeah. Four games. Four games. Four games. <laughs> Four games. Woeful. Remember it against Norwich? Norwich got ripped for shreds. Oh, my days. Disgusting. I, I listen, after that, I, I, I just, I want them out. Oh, Lee's, Lee's trying to get in on control. Oh, no, it's you, Johnny. <laughs> it's Mankio all day long. Matt Sells. Yes, Bradley knows. Matt, listen. We Matt, can Sells, Matt Sells may well be the best right back if we got him back. We don't know. Listen, Matt Sells, oh, he gave me nightmares in that championship season. He was woeful. Remember when we signed, um, what's the other Spanish guy? Uh, Jesus. Oh, Gamers. Gamers. He's terrible. Well, yeah, but the thing is, remember the first season back, we beat Swansea away 1 0 with a Gamers, Manquillo, Lascelles, <laughs> and it was Kieran Clark. We beat yeah, Swansea away with that back four. I mean, listen, it's not excusing he's still terrible. <laughs> terrible. The fact that we signed them, who else have we signed is terrible. Christian Atsu's still pulling a living in. Liked him in the championship, liked him in the championship. Shouldn't have listen, signed him on a permanent. Damn, permanent. Damn, you would have been good in the championship. I'm not having that, bro. Listen. I don't know. <laughs> Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not having that. No, listen, there's so no, many... I actually, he was good in the loan spell, but we shouldn't have signed him on a permanent. No way. But the thing was, though, I think Rafa decided that he wasn't too sure who he was going to get at the football club. So you had to look down the line and Atsu was probably a third or fourth choice and you've gone, 
I'm going to have to buy him. Because well, you don't have to of money all the time. That's the thing. Sometimes but, but Lejeune, Cher, Hayden, Dubravka, Richie. Richie, I'll shove in on that as well. Richie was so important his first two years at the club. So important. Yeah, yeah. Listen, obviously, the, the good sign is outweigh the bad. Hands down, you know what I mean? Like, we're still benefiting from a lot of the players that Rafa signed now. You know what I mean? Half the squad is pretty much still Raffles. Um, but I still believe, like, even our, oh, here's one as well. Let's see if you agree on this one. Some of the young players that we let go of, Adam oh. Armstrong. This is Kevin, Rafa. Kevin Mababu. Remember him? Yeah. Is it, is it, I have to, I'm going to ask you this question, and I'll, I'll get, we'll get your opinion as well. Is it all Rafa when you're talking about that situation? Or is it the club? Or is it a bit of both? Where do you see it falling in terms of percentage-wise? Who's fault on those big decisions? Like, we've talked about Tim Krul, the way he left the club. Adam Armstrong, Ivan Tony is another man that we forgot to mention as well. Oh, yeah. Your second yeah. club, your sister club, Brentford. And who gets the most blame on those decisions? Look, if we're giving the praise to Rafa with the good signings, we've got to give him, you know, the opposite to him when he gets it wrong. Like, it can't be, oh... We got rid of this person who's now gone on to score 40-odd goals for Brentford or whatever. Oh, it's down to Lee Charlie. But then someone comes off like, I don't know, Lejeune or whatever, that we should still be with us, by the way. Then we give it to Rafa. Look, I've got to get it both ways. So, for me, the box stopped with Rafa at the time. He wanted full control of the club. You could hear from multiple sources that he's one that wants full control of the club as much as he can get. So... I just look. I look at those sort of signers. I'm like, those are the sort of players that could have done well. Like the reason why I say Axi a lot because yes, Rolanda Aaron is not with us right now, but he could have been pushed on a level a lot more. Like yeah. I feel like even if he was given the opportunity, he could have done as much as Axi at least and saved the six mil. Do you know what I mean? Um, Matt Stills again. You talked about Matt Stills when we had three keepers at the club. Is Freddie Woodman ever going to put on a Newcastle jersey in the Premier League? I don't know. There's only so many amount of loans he's going to go on. What? I know keepers have a longer career, but what, he's going to come back to us at first? He's going to be like, nah, what Fraser Forster did. And like, you know what? I got to Celtic or something like that. So as much as the good signers were good, I would still like to have seen some of our youth come through. Who's the other um, young kid as well? Um, striker. We, we, we needed... Um, we was going to... Nah, who, sorry? Not Armstrong. Um, uh, He's still in our youth academy right now, or under 21s now. Lee will know who I'm talking about. Shall we? He was, he was nah, the other one. I think he was Sorensen. Yes, Sorensen. Again, what happened to him? Like, why isn't he pushed in? Um, especially at the back he's end on, of life. He's on loan in the uh, second tier of uh, the Dutch league. Right. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, why can't they get an opportunity? <laughs> because. When are we going to start seeing some of these youth players come through? So that's an argument for not signing Willock then, surely, because now we're we've got Willock on loan and we're developing other teams' young players. So surely you could make an argument of well, Sean Longstaff's been played out of position arguably all season, which is why he's been doing so crap. Longstaff should have been in the role that Willock's doing. We saw last time Armstrong. Uh, Armstrong. Last time Longstaff had a role similar to that was away at Bournemouth, where he absolutely excelled He's before brilliant. coming off it. What's going on there? Did we really need Willock? Listen, I think you just hit the nail on the head, mate. Literally, because we're, we're, we're starting our own talent to then better 
another a team's talent, and then lo and behold, we're not going to sign with it. Let's face it, we're not going to no, sign. Of course it. Not. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that because from what you hear from Arsenal fans is that that Willock's not really blown them away, and I think it's it's almost that Arsenal are kind of giving him this opportunity to prove himself, and if he doesn't, then they might consider him. But again, you're looking probably. But then would we sign thirty million from? That's what I'm saying. Would we sign him? Like. Albeit we're just giving basically we're giving him a six month six month shop window. So he's gonna do well for us and then oh see you later, bye, thanks for the opportunity. And then Mike Ash is not gonna part with 20, 25 million, is he? If he's, the, if he's the owner of the football club 40, we don't know. Nah, because he might be saying in the back of his mind, or his agent might have told him, look, you're only gonna be out there for six months, use this as a shop window. If Arsenal doesn't work out, we'll find a, a curb closer to town or closer to Arsenal closer to London and that's it because that's still the main draw I mean look we, we've known that from years ago when we convinced Tino Espria to sign for us and we told him that Newcastle's not that far from London like sometimes the draw of, of playing in London or close to it is bigger than playing for Newcastle unless we're going to play I don't get it. I'm race. sick of this 40 you know it's just, just a closet copy I think you're I don't, I don't get it either but you know what I mean <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Sam. I think we're just we're stifling our own talent. You know, Matty Longstaff we've not seen in a hot minute. Sean Longstaff, as I said, has been played out. Hey, Sean's just been thrown under the bus because mm. he's not played well, but he's been stuck playing in some horrendous midfield systems and playing alongside Shelby when he was desperately out of form and Hendrick, who's just shite. But... Um, I just think it's just been thrown under the bus. There's something not right there. They're both out of contract at the end of next season. I'd love to see Sean given a go in this three-man midfield to allow him to try and get forward. If he then keeps the playing side. bad, fair enough. He can't yeah. even get on the bench at the minute. No. Could you imagine, like, and again, getting on to the other two as well, Armstrong and um, Guy and Tony. Imagine if they play Premier League football next season if Brentford go up. They're second at the moment. And again, if he gets them up, well, we would have had a Premier League. We potentially had a Premier League player on our books, and we weren't even giving yeah. him a time of day. And he's just gone on a couple of loans, and now he's just got Brentford up into the Premier League. Adam Armstrong banging him for fun for a full Blackburn player as well. So I don't know. Shoot ourselves in the foot sometimes. And, and the thing is, we've done this before as well. We did it with Carrick years ago. We've done it with yeah. Shearer years ago. And look, we just yeah, do this again. We never learn. That's the problem for you. We never learn. But that's just that's just the way of. That's just why we love Newcastle, isn't it? <laughs> because because we know it's going to get better one day. <laughs> oh, I've got a Netflix series. I don't know. <laughs> Could yeah. be worse. Could yeah. be worse. Uh, Forty's been an absolute pleasure having you on the beer and the show. It's been a well, an hour's just flown by. I think we could have done another three hours uh, just on Newcastle itself. But uh, for people that. I'm going to try and find you from watching this. Roots TV, Geordie's down, uh, that's what I say, Geordie's down under there. Geordie's down <laughs> south. That would be an interesting one. Geordie's down under. Yeah, I was going to say, one we're allowed out of this travel ban, it'll be Geordie's down under, going to Australia as far as we can get away. <laughs> um, yeah, all of, all of those things you mentioned before, just Roots TV. Roots with a Z, by the way, not with an S. Um, and then obviously Twitter, it's Clinton underscore Ford. Um, and then join his down south on YouTube, and most of the time as well, you can find me on here because I'm speaking to you guys and you know all your other uh, members. You love it. You love it. You love it. Yeah, I just come here for the bounce, you know. I just come. For, look, I just come for 
your your facial expressions down, you know what I mean? You know, when takeovers don't go on, go on, and then you just look like you've just seen a dog die. Just final, <laughs> final, final, final two yes or no questions, M40, before because um, for YouTube viewers, Lee is on the main channel in ten minutes, and for podcast viewers, you know, for podcast listeners, listen to another one, as as in another one of ours, not um, another podcast. Um, yes or no answers. Are Newcastle getting relegated this season? Uh, no. And will Newcastle have new owners this time next year? <laughs> that no. Yes or no? No! <laughs> well, thing- basically, ford has got to come back in a year now to tell us, what, tell us these predictions and why he was fair, right. He's won a lot, so fingers crossed. Listen, yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But Sam, I'm sorry it's not going to happen. But again, I don't want to wait another hour of your time because <laughs> we could be here all day. Yeah, we could be here all day. But it would be the worst day in the world, to say the least. Uh, big thanks to Fordy uh, for his time. And again, you'll be on Newcastle Fans TV soon. He always is. And um, you can give Newcastle Fans TV a subscribe. NFT, the experts you've been watching this as well, uh, a like. For this video and if people subscribe to our channel that would be absolutely brilliant in lockdown free and um, sam tell everybody about uh, where they can listen to the podcast when it comes out everywhere everywhere <laughs> that does podcasts you can find the green wonder mulliner show on newcastle fans tv this is episode 29 and um oh, pod- one more thing one more thing go on you want to get more of me Watch We Are the Dolly film. Yeah, I hope you're not even. Ah. Oh, we almost made it without mentioning it. Oh, so where close. Is where is it? So close. Oh, I can't even. Oh. How have you not even asked me? I'm a film star. This is poor. So Man. We almost got there, Sam. We almost got there, didn't we? <laughs> yes, again, if you want, we are the Geordies. Um, what you can see on Amazon, which is always one of our partners at Newcastle Fans TV as well. Yeah, Newcastle Fans TV, Amazon store, it's on there. Yeah, so, and if you want to see 40 more, then obviously you will. So make sure you give that as well. Um, I, think me and, I think me and Leah are also on one little bit of the, of the uh, of that film as well. So, uh, yeah, obviously you've got three out of the four of us that we've, that we've mentioned, just Sam. Not being mentioned, but I'm sure he doesn't mind. Don't want to be in it. Didn't want to be in it. <laughs> Don't want to be in films. Thank you very much, Cordy. Cheers, man. Appreciate it, man. And a big thanks to Sam Muller, as always. And we'll see you all very, very soon.